Did you clean them recently? Liz is smelling the mics, and she said they smell delicious, which nothing smells delicious. No, I mean, like, I know what the mics smell like, and they don't smell bad. Yeah. But this is like a pleasantly, I'm pleasantly surprised. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Like a dog. Like a dog. (laughs) Welcome back to Talkin' Texas Forever. Forever. A Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're discussing season one, episode 17, I Think We Should Have Sex. Oh, killed me. Original air date, February 21st, 2007, written by Elizabeth Heldens and directed by Allison Liddy Brown. Oh, another one. Okay. Yeah. Sexual healing. The Panthers are deep into the playoffs and all players feel untouchable. Julie drops a bomb on an unsuspecting Matt when she says she's ready to have sex for the first time. While Matt plans how to make the night unforgettable, Tammy stumbles upon him at the supermarket buying condoms, which, needless to say, doesn't go over too well with her. I mean, how could it? How could it? You kind of called it, too. I did. You did. Your predictions were pretty funny. Uh, The four words I gave you for this episode were protection, camera, wildcat, and peace. Wildcat? Yes, because Buddy called Angela a wildcat. Oh, I did not catch that. I was like... I forgot because I, I didn't have this notebook last week because I had left it at Michelle's. Yeah. And um, I was like, what were the four words? I knew one was peace. Wildcat. Yeah. Yeah. Peace for the tattoo. Yes. Love it. For Walt and protection you knew because of oh, protection. Yeah. Before we get started, if we sound really echoey, it's because because I, we are. <laughs> it's because we are. And I moved. So this is the first Total Betty podcast in the yeah, new studio it's space. Awesome. It's so awesome. Uh, Liz and I tonight we went through and we designed the space. We just have to order everything. But yeah, we need um. There will be foam on the walls and carpet on the floors and furniture uh, to fill the furniture to fill it, so it won't be as echoey. And also above me is a hole, (laughs) giant hole, because Ant is renovating the bathroom. So uh, much power to him. But you know, one day it will. One day soon we'll. That's won't right. be echoey. And if you hear noises, that's why. <laughs> that's why. You're along for the ride. And let's, exactly. And it's just real and relatable. All right. Let's go into protection. Let's start off oh with, God. I think, my favorite part yeah. of this episode. So Matt and Julie, they're studying Spanish at his house. His grandma isn't catching on at all. She just Aww. barges in and asks where her tapioca pudding is. <laughs> Please don't eat it. Okay, Matt? Don't eat the last one. She likes a little pudding at the end of the night to settle his stomach. And Liz said, so do I. <laughs> I was like, me too, grandma. Me too. Does that really settle your stomach? <laughs> I don't think so. But that's something my mom would, my mom always like takes a pudding or takes. Does she? she oh, yeah. Like the jello, like mm. the sugar-free chocolate jello. She'll like take that at night. Then I'm not pudding was never really my thing. Ice cream, but not pudding. Not pudding. No. I like the idea of a snack pack, but it's mm. not something I reach for or buy ever. You know what I always find weird when people don't put the snack pack in the fridge? What? Yeah. Because it's on the shelves, not in the refrigerator. But I'm like, but this is pudding. So obviously there's not one dairy molecule in there because it would spoil i feel like this it's is just like chemicals a mandela effect situation <laughs> you mean pudding's not actually in the fridge no like the snack pack ones the ones there that- are ones that like jello makes for instance those are mostly i believe all in the refrigerated section but like the snack pack jello or a snack pack pudding correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure they're not in the refrigerated section which is just like 
why would you want to eat that then if it's not even like things that you can save it's like a really a uh, non-perishable Are item you sure i'm like 90 percent sure i could be wrong please correct me if i am we're having the issue we're having the glasses, the glasses issue. issue oh my gosh okay chocolate <laughs> or vanilla chocolate i always loved vanilla yeah um my sister too i'm just more if i had to choose chocolate or vanilla i would pick chocolate yeah but my later life, I enjoy both. I enjoy a Neapolitan. Give me a strawberry vanilla chocolate situation. You yes. Know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> after being interrupted by grandma, there's a honk because Tammy's there to pick up Julie and Julie tells Matt that it's time for them to have sex. I was very surprised it was Julie to say it. Yeah. She's very like methodical about it. This is what we have to do, right? Okay. We're going to have sex. <laughs> she can control the situation. I can control it. <laughs> gather the data. Get the information. So Matt goes to Landry and Smash for advice about this. Landry offers him an old condom. Ugh. And Smash says, first off, you got to read the coverage. Think about logistics. You need a time. You need a place. And fresh protection. Fresh. Fresh Keyword, to death. <laughs> fresh protection. So Landry and Matt go shopping. And Tammy sees them buying condoms. Dead. I would have been dead on the ground if I was Tammy, I would be... You would confront them in the store? No. God, no. no. I don't even know if I would confront my daughter at that point either. Really? I would have just like saw it and be like, oh my God, I'm dying inside. Well, so Tammy at home, she confronts Julie about the condoms and they talk about having sex. And she says, are you ready for pregnancy? Are you thinking about STDs? And she smirks and says, yeah, that's why we're buying condoms. Mm-hmm. It's just one body part going into another. It's not that big of a deal. And so Tammy is, says, absolutely not. Is a so much bigger deal than that. And this just shows you are not yeah. ready to have sex. I absolutely love this scene. I love Connie Britton's performance. Oh, it made me gosh. cry. Me too. I've teared up a bunch yeah. in this episode. Yeah. I'm just so surprised at 15 that Julie has these thoughts about sex. Well, I think, I mean, I was such an awkward teenager. I didn't think about sex at 15. I, th- I mean, I, I mean, knew I of thought it, about right. it, but I don't. I wasn't I ready for no, it. No, I definitely wasn't ready for it. But I feel like what you see, you know, I was very big into watching TV or movies growing up. And in that, you're like, oh, my God, okay. When you say I love you, then that's when you have to do it. Because, like, you can't say it unless – you can't do it unless you're in love. Like, right. that's how my thought process was as, like, a teen tween. Yeah. So at 15, I definitely was thinking, like, no, I'm waiting until the one. And, like, I'm in love. Well, I mean, my big thing in high school was I'm saving myself until marriage, marriage. which, spoiler, didn't happen. But I, was, I don't mean to laugh. That's a very respectable thing. No, absolutely. But it was, I was like very firm on it. Yeah. I wrote a paper on it. It's amazing. And I was like, no, sex is like a fucking padlock. It's not happening. And I remember being in high school gym my senior year, and I'm not going to name who it was, but... <laughs> I'll tell you off mic. <laughs> this girl, she asked me like, how do you know when you're ready to have sex? And I said, the fact that you're asking me this question means you're not ready. Oh my God, I love you. That's what I told you're, her. It was so wise beyond your years. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you who this was. Yeah, but that's, it's so true though. She she was saying the the very aspect of, oh, it's just body parts coming together. Well, then why do you want to do it? If you don't, like what what, what was like, 
pushing you to do it because she doesn't you don't really see like any of the pressures i'm sure there are because as a teenager there are many pressures but not in that in that episode it wasn't like i expected smash to be like come on Um, the fact that he's a good christian boy he was not he's not gonna have sex until marriage no i think he was like i think he does he does but but he's he's like not that i'm pushing to preach it Gotcha. Um, but I thought like maybe Tyra was going to be like, hey, Julie, what's happening? But she was the opposite, which I love. That's not Tyra's vibe. It's not her vibe. So I'm so happy about that. But I, I was like, there's no pressures directly on them to have sex. So I was just surprised that Julie felt like, no, this has to happen. Like, this is like the thing that we're going to do now. Yeah. But like not really wanting to do it. And then I know we'll get to it. But just like the relief. Okay, we could just hang out. It's like, why did you like so sad that she felt like she had to do that? Kim says, okay, so Tammy's birds and the bees talk was kind of emotional. Yes. Do y'all remember the talk in high school? Mine went nothing like that. My mom put the fear in me. My mom also not put the fear in me, but she kind of said that. I think she just knew her kid though, but Tammy knows her kid. So I don't know. My mom just kind of, it was just like understood that like my mom waited to have sex until she was married, which I still am like iffy on. Did, Did you, mom? No Did way. Yeah. <laughs> No way, G. I'm not buying it. Right? I'm going to ask I need her the again. receipts. <laughs> Give me the receipts. I do not believe it. No um, disrespect. But, but also in a way, I do believe it because my mom is that person. Yeah. You know? Um. So that was always like instilled in us. Like I did wait until I was married. And like, I think she expected like, you're not going to wait until you get married, but like, please just wait until you're ready. And then I remember like, as I was older, she was like, so have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Because I was like older when I first lost my virginity, like I was out of high school. So she was like on me. Like, are you, did you do it? I'm like, mom, no, God. (laughs) I'm thinking about (laughs) the fact that I don't even, my mom did not give us the talk and my dad did not give us. No, my dad never spoke about it ever. (laughs) No. And I've said this on a previous podcast. My dad just says like, why don't you have a boyfriend? Like your friends have boyfriends. I mean, it was a very awkward teenager. I don't think my parents had anything to worry. They were like, oh, she's not doing it. She's definitely not doing it. (laughs) I I do remember though, when here's, this is a funny story and it's like cringy too. When I was older and in college and having sex, you know, we had condoms use condoms in oh my god yes my I garbage know story. can and my dog went through it and ate them and my mom found them that, right and my mom questioned me on it and i got mad not mad but defensive i was like well sam's having sex too <laughs> and sam was like why'd you throw me under the bus and sam still to this day married woman will not tell her mother she's had sex I, and she lives with them <laughs> she know. lives with my mom yeah so oh my gosh that was such a cringy story about the yes con- because like, you're you know, we just don't. About this. Yeah, we talked about it off mic. Like, you never want your parents ever in any circumstance, regardless if you're in your 30s, <laughs> to find either a used condom or a condom wrapper or anything of the sort because it's just like you just die a little bit inside. Yeah. And like, my mom and I will have like open conversations. Like, I was saying off mic, like, we have open conversations. Like, we're both adults, but. I would even to this day would die if she ever were to see something like coming into my apartment. I would physically curl up fetal position on the floor. <laughs> like you didn't see it. You just didn't see it. Cause I just, it's a weird thing. It is. Am I wrong? It's like, it's weird. No, I think again, it depends on your rapport with your parental unit yeah. and how you feel comfortable. But I don't think I'd want my mom finding a used condom, no. especially after the dog shoot it. No. Oh, so bad. Jess wants to know what if any, would you have done anything differently or said anything differently if you were in Tammy's shoes? 
No, I mean, uh, she really, she really reacted in the way that I expected her to. Yeah. The one, I did feel like maybe there was a part of her that was a little like hard, hard on Julie. And I can't even think about what that, what she said or what that moment was. But I remember her being just like so distraught, like, just please hear me. And then like, we're all we're all new as she said to eric like you've been a parent as long as i have i don't know what this what to say we just have to know that our kid's a good kid and she's gonna listen and take our advice if she feels like it's good advice well even after this whole exchange between tammy and julie julie the next day goes to matt and she says we're still gonna go through with this yeah which really hurt me well (laughs) and she's like my mom saw you buying condoms and matt's like well we're definitely not doing this i mean imagine being on matt's side of things no like as a parent finding this out and then especially this parent is also your coach i mean he doesn't know yet but that is even more embarrassing than it be your own parent like i would never want anyone's parent to know that i'm having sex you know (laughs) yeah so embarrassing but matt he says he's got it covered he's got bradley's lake house and then julie's like wait they all know you told the team and then we're like, if it's not a big deal, why I'm like, does it oh, Julie, if it's not a big deal, what does it matter if everyone knows? But then <laughs> the boys on the field are trying to give him advice. 180 seconds. You need to have a camera phone. So funny. And then Regan says, do you remember what it was like when you first drove your car? And he's like, yeah, I crashed it. Now Landry drives me around. And <laughs> Regan's just like, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> good luck, seven. So then Julie goes to Tyra for advice. They're underwear shopping for the occasion. And she tells Julie, you don't have to do this. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. She's like, if you're not ready, like, that's cool. Julie's like, no, I'm so, I'm so excited to figure out like the data of it. Gather the information and the data. Which I I can understand, like finding someone you trust to to try it it out. I understand that too. I I totally understand that. But as her mom was saying, come on, Julie, like this is this is supposed to be like a special moment between two people. Like, don't make it something that it that like an it's experiment. Not. Yeah. Like it, and it could be an experiment, you know, later on. But like your first time, it shouldn't be. And like Tammy said, you can be degraded and you can yes. be hurt. And it's so true because very mm-hmm. much can happen. Yeah. So Julie, she heads out for the night. Tyra is picking her up, going to drop her off with at Bradley's house. Eric and, Ju- Eric and Tammy look like they're mm-hmm. going to have a nice night in. Mm-hmm. She's cooking dinner and he finds the underwear that she chose not to wear in the garbage underneath the sink. Yeah, I would have definitely taken that out of the house. <laughs> Why did you leave it there? So then Eric questions <laughs> Tammy and they have an exchange. And so he checks Julie's alibi, which she says she's studying at Lois's house, which we know that's not the mm-hmm. case. So she gets to Bradley's house. And before that, we have Matt. He walks in. He notices all the deer heads. He's like, that's not going to work. He's like, oh, my gosh. There's just so much taxidermy going on. Ugh. Julie's in her cloud robe getting I loved, ready. Love that robe. I think like I had that we robe. Had, we definitely had that robe. We had like sheets, blankets, all that. All of it. Everything was my cloud. My ceiling was cloud. Yeah, everything was cloud. That's just what we did as teenagers. It's the whole thing. Yeah. But they start making out and... You could tell Julie's anxious. She's like, the deer is staring at me. The room is too hot. It smells like a wet dog. And then Matt's like, we don't have to do this. It's and her okay. face. We don't? I know. We can just hang out? Oh, sweetie. It's- the fact that she even had to ask Matt that, like, that's so sad. Because, like, Matt is, like, the one person you're like, yeah, we could totally just hang out. Right. Because Matt is a good 
dude that like wants to just not rush anything. I think it was the buildup and we don't see it, but you know, he took the calendar pictures. He's QB True, one. true, true. Mm-hmm. And it is just the pressure of like, pressure. Well, like I, I kind of have to do it with him. If I don't perform, then he's going to leave me for someone else. Yeah. But Aww. that's not the case with Matt Saracen. This is the boy you want your daughter to date. Yeah. And they love each other. They love each other. And they play foot wrestling. Oh, it's so cute. It's, it's so, so cute. Sp- they make jokes specific. about each other's feet. It's so just perfect. Good. That's it's, how it should be. I feel like this scene was, and we keep saying this, that Matt and Julia are the most relatable teen couple that I've watched. Shows. That I've watched and so far. And especially this scene where they're like, oh, your foot's so ugly. Your second toe's bigger. And she's like, you have dirty feet. We were going to have sex and you didn't even wash your feet. Yeah. I was going to wear socks. It's, just, it's really cute. It's, it's very really, special. Really good. Well, they end up falling asleep. She misses mm-hmm, curfew. Mm-hmm. So she gets home and Eric and Tammy are obviously waiting for her. And she tells them things got out of control. We just fell asleep. She had, she says, I was with Matt. It didn't happen. Nothing happened. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for the talk. <sighs> she hugs them. As a parent, like that's everything. But Tammy's eyes, the tears. Oh, again, she's like, she heard me. me. Finally, she heard me. Just me crying. Yeah. And, and before that, before she gets home, Eric and Tammy have this talk, which you mentioned how they've both been parents for the same amount of time. Yeah, and Eric got he got really upset with Tammy. He's like, "Yeah, we just let her out of the house. Like, why didn't like why wasn't I involved in the conversation?" She's like, "I'm the mother. I'm I'm the one that my daughter should be able to talk to. I want a safe space. My mom didn't really give me that safe space." And like I think we're led to believe that she does get pregnant fairly early in her life. Tammy? Yeah, or am I making that up? <laughs> Just thinking about like one tree hill. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how old Tammy and Coach are and Julie's 15. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I'm thinking that she had, was promiscuous. Right. It's what, it's what she's alluding to. Like, I didn't listen to my mom because she like literally f- put the fear of God in me. Yeah. And that obviously didn't, and didn't work. Didn't work. That's a good question. Actually, I wonder Eric and Tammy. I feel like we, we made like a. Like we alluded to something early in this in the show. I could be completely mm. mixing this up with some other show, but I felt like Eric said. I think maybe it was when they first started dating Matt and Julie, and Eric said like, "Oh yeah, like what happened to us?" Or I oh, could okay. totally be making that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. Vic wants to know: Did you have a curfew? Never. I don't think so. I never had a curfew. No. My mom just said, my, my mom has always said this as a, as a young person. If I say no, then you know, I full heartedly do not believe this is a good situation. My mom rarely said no to me. Same. And like, I tr- she trusted me and I trusted her. And I knew if my mom's gut was wrong, like it was right, then I was, I, don't know, I was just doing the right thing. So like, she never gave me a curfew, but like, I obviously had to tell her like, where I was going, how could you get in contact with me? Like, who was going to be there? What parents are there? So, like, we talked about it, but I never like had like you have to be home by this time. Yeah, I didn't have that either. I mean, I, there's only like a couple of times that I lied. Mm-hmm. It's like going to the city to shows, which we I think I've talked about on the podcast. And I told my parents I was going with a parental unit, and definitely no there was no unit parent- was going. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about this when we were watching how we did like, oh, we just fell asleep. Just fell asleep. No, that shit was planned. <laughs> when boyfriends would fall asleep, and I'm doing. Air- Quotes, 
but it's not even like it. you did anything it was no, just no, like no. no we want you to sleep over we just that's all we just want to hang out all night hours and, and sleep and cuddle and yeah. that was all we wanted to do that's that's, that's what it did <laughs> yeah he fell asleep yeah he didn't fucking fall asleep we planned <laughs> we planned it we from planned like a week ago shit. i know <laughs> weeks in advance we're like this is what we're gonna say we just yep. fell asleep exactly Matt and Julie say they love each other. Oh, see, this is what we needed. And I feel like that was very true to them and exactly what we needed from that couple. We weren't ready to do it, but we're definitely ready to say I love you. And that's just the best. And first Julie says me too. Me too, but I love you. you. So it was good that she didn't kind of make it weird. She was like, no, I definitely know I love you. So good. Will wants to know, will Matt and Julie have sex with each other? If so, when? Oh, me. Oh, my God. She's only 15. This is killing me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Next season. Okay. I hope for I season that's two. that's fair because right? we're on episode 17. We have like next week. This is I'll give you a spoiler. Like we do not talk about this next week. Okay. Yeah. So we got other good, shit. Good, 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 good. We got to wrap good, up. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. All right. Let's go into camera. So Walt <sighs> is back. Little background with this. I was listening to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, the podcast with the two people that end up married that I'm not going to spoil, but Liz actually knows. I do I know. Because actually, this is Great a good time segue. to insert this. We are going to Epics and Chill, which is a convention that's happening in August. It's really cool. I'm going to link it in the show It notes. will be in the description. But we will be attending and... There's a freaking awesome lineup. Oh my God. If you haven't checked out this lineup, you're yeah. going to want to because pretty much every single show we've ever podcasted about, they're going to be there. So a- actors are attending and there's meet and greets and autographs. There's going to be panels and more people are going to be announced. But Derek Phillips is going to be attending. That is Billy Riggins, Melinda Clark, <sighs> Julie Cooper from the OC, Misha Barton. Misha Barton? Are you kidding me? Lots of. Uh, Jessica Zor, Ed Westwick. I mean, come on. So we will be attending that. We're super excited about that. But anyway, I was listening to their podcast today and they were saying how, okay, so we see Walt and he's back, right? There were all these scenes shot, five or six scenes, scenes, five or six scenes shot where we see Walt and Billy fight. We see how Billy leaves. All these altercations, they all got cut. Wow. And you know what? I'm, I'm almost glad in a way that I, I don't like to see that. I know, I but I think it would have made more sense. It would have made more sense because as soon as we opened the episode, Michelle's like, I'll explain. Yeah, because <laughs> Walt, we knew was back, but we haven't seen him. Also, right. during this time, there was a strike going on. So that had to do with a lot of, um, it was like a worker strike oh. in, the, in the industry. So we open up with them. Tim and his dad are hustling guys in pool at a bar. And Tim's dad is having a great time. And it looks like Walt and Tim are drinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which they were sober. Right. Last time we saw Walt, he said he was sober and Tim was also sober. So now they're drinking. Right. And Tyra does bring it to Billy's attention that the dad is drinking or was it Tim? Tim. Okay. Yeah. So Tyra goes to Billy and attempt to help Tim and say, hey, listen, like, Tim was doing well, and now he's drinking. And Billy, who's not living there anymore, is living with his girlfriend, I'm assuming. And he tells her, you can't fix him. You can't help him. I'm out of this. Mm -hmm. He chose to live with his dad. 
he can make his own decisions. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, it was like the, the we have the chat going and also me watching for the first time it's and I'm lot. like, where are they? Yeah. <laughs> so Walt ends up going to Panther practice the next day and he gives Eric a hard time and mm-hmm. questioning why is he doing the way he's doing? Like, give yeah. him, give, give Tim more plays. You think you're better than I am. And Eric's just like, and standing on. on the field. He's like, uh, parents are not allowed here. I mean, how many times, right? Like all these parents who just, like Matt's dad. Yeah. Buddy. Goodbye. Always buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Always buddy. So after practice, Mac tells Eric that the new $3,000 camera that the boosters gave him is missing. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because they segue that prior that Matt needs a camera. So when Smash is like, I'll give you my camera phone. I'm like, oh, here we go. So Matt's going to take yeah, the camera. It tricks you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which I'm glad. But it turns out that Crowley, which is a coach, saw Walt exiting the mm-hmm. AV room where the camera was. So coach says he'll go take care of it. He goes to the Reagan's house, which I don't know if you noticed. Mortified. He like stepped in like mud. Yeah. Or, and he was kept like wiping his shoe off. So that actually happened in real life. And they just kept rolling. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because he's just like scraping. It's like, I was like, what's happening? And it's like, of Dog course, poo? there would be shit outside the Reagan's <laughs> yeah. house. Right. So when he questions Walt about it, he gets defensive and he's like, are you questioning all the other parents about this? And Tim also sees this, which is upsetting. Yeah, because that's like coach who you're supposed to trust and your coach is coming in and blaming your father. Yeah. When you have like, you're just starting to like trust him again and love him and know that he's trying to do his best for his son. But really, which you actually said when we were watching you were happy Tim stood up for his dad. I, wa- I was because right? at least he loyalty? is saying something right. Like I am loyal to my family. I'm loyal to whoever I if it was me like I don't as a kid, I don't think I would have stood up to like my coach defend like yelling at my father or not yelling, but blaming my father for something. Yeah, I don't think I would. So have I was like, wow, either. actually, OK, so some some uh, balls and going on with you, Tim. Yeah. So the next morning, Tim, he's going to go work on his car. He gets up goes to the garage and he finds the camera in, yep. in like a, a weird container. spot. So weird. Like, what were you going to do with that? Were you going to sell it? Were you going to hustle it? Probably. I don't know. He confronts his dad about it and his dad says, see how easy this is? I'm leaving. And he walks out. Goodbye, Walt. That's it. He's on the island. Oh, my goodness. That's it. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm not glad for Tim, but like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Goodbye, dad. You're not good enough. And Billy's going to be my new daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim goes to try to talk to Tyra, but she can't take a break. She's overwhelmed with the dinner hour. So yeah. Tim leaves. Vic wants to know, would have made a difference if Tyra hung out with Tim? Or do you think he would have gone to look for the fight, which we'll get into? Um, I, th- I think it would have helped a little bit. He would have kept her out of trouble. But if he was that heated, he probably like the next day. I don't know. Maybe Tyra would, be, would have been able to talk him out of it a little bit. Like your dad's a piece of shit. Don't worry about it. You were better off without him kind of thing. Like I know my dad's a piece of shit too. Something like that. Like relate. relate yeah. Like give him a relatable and like get, take his mind off of it and be like, hey, you know what? Actually, you do need Billy. Let's go home or something like that. Yeah. So maybe it would have helped. Yeah. Yeah. Because because Tyra is not available, he ends up going back to that bar where he played pool mm-hmm. with his dad and he's just looking to get beat up. He can't feel anything, doesn't want to feel anything or trying to feel something. So many, so many trends on our shows. All, all <laughs> these brooding boys and what they do. So was this to him 
trying to use his words first and get out his emotions to Tyra? Yeah, I think so. And then that he just... I think he was like, you know, last resort. Last let just, resort. Let me just get it out. Well, he's getting beat up and oh, Teresa... So freaking people. Who, yeah, who works at this bar. She calls Tyra. So Tyra goes to and grabs Billy to go save him. And Billy's like, he's just a kid. You're beating up a kid. You grown-ass men. Those innocent bystanders, you're not so innocent. You're standing around and you're you're seeing, mm, this is not really good. This is a kid. And you're not saying anything, not stopping the fight. Yeah. Stupid cowboys. So Tim, next morning, he goes to Coach's house. He returns mm. the camera. Coach asks, what the hell happened to you? Come inside. And he says, no, I'll see you at practice. So Will wants to know, will Tim ever have a stable home life? Yes. I think Billy's going to get it together and he's going to make something of himself and they're going to be financially supported enough. I mean, they're not going to be, you know, unless something crazy happens or they win the lottery, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, but I think it will be stable enough where Tim can finish out his high school years and then figure out his life from there. I hope. I would hate for him to like, flounder around yeah you know i know it's really no, sad. i think i think billy's gonna get together and they're gonna make up and they're gonna say we're brothers we shouldn't have i shouldn't have let dad sway me i love you man <laughs> and uh <laughs> they'll live together again and maybe tim will get a part-time job and help out even though it's kind of hard I'm, i don't know how these kids are getting jobs i didn't have time for a job when i was dancing full like and going to high school like then these kids are always playing football and practicing but yet they have time to like work at the alamo freeze i'm like okay well they're well, balancing I, I think they i mean matt has to work he has to smash wanted to make money for his steroids, his steroids. yeah Tim, well, he kept, he kept he the job. Have a job now, right? Tim doesn't work. He can get a job at Applebee's. He can. Yeah. Yeah, Tyra's working too. Uh, let's move on to Wildcat. Oh, so, God. Buddy confides in Eric about having an affair and calls Angela, she's quite the Wildcat, and he <sighs> says that he might have mentioned that he was going to leave his wife and he was unhappy. And Eric's like, I don't, stop. I don't want to know about this. I don't want to know who she is. I don't know who she is. Please don't tell me anything about this. But my advice to you is you need to end it and go home and work it out and think about your children. So Buddy heads, heads home that night with flowers and he's super lovey to his wife, which Lila notices as she's on the phone with she's Jason. Like, they don't do this, so I know something's up. Right. So then Buddy is talking to Angela at work and he says he doesn't mean what he meant to do, but I do have to let you go and tries to pay her off with walking around money. What the hell does that even mean? 600, 700. A couple hundred. Here's a couple hundred. Uh, what does that mean, walking around money? Walking around money. <laughs> what the fuck? Just hear some walking Can someone please money. explain what walking around money is? <laughs> you walk around with the money in your pocket? And you just can And you just it? wait until you need to yeah, spend it on something? Is it petty cash? Maybe. I don't know. Ugh. Tyra's... Tyra's mom, Angela, she tells Tyra that she got fired and Tyra is so angry. Like, what happened? Something must have happened. So I think like now Tyra's like, you know, she assumed something was going on. So <laughs> next she morning, knew. they're driving around and Angela drives right to church <laughs> to confront oh, Buddy God. and Tyra has no idea what's going on, slaps Buddy across the face, calls him a liar in front of everyone and says, I could have at least kept my job. Oh, Pam figures it out. She knows. And she everyone knows. Off. 
this is so embarrassing. I feel so bad for Pam. I, fe- I felt bad for Pam. I felt bad for Tyra. And Lila. And Lila. Yeah. Yeah. It, not Buddy, though. No, definitely not Buddy. Fuck I couldn't you, buddy. give a shit about Buddy. <laughs> I really couldn't uh, care about him. But oh, my God. I was honestly waiting for it to be a quiet church and her to s- swing open the doors and be like, you lied. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was... Well, as soon as she like sped in, I'm like, oh, here we go. She's going to blow it up. She's going to blow up the church. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, Jason with peace. So Herc and Jason, they hit up Austin for practice. Herc is showing Jason 6th Street and they're running late to sign-ins. So they get they get there and Herc is talking up the girl and he's like flirting with her. Did you hear that? Yeah. That's that was, Liam. That was Liam? <laughs> No cats are in the room now, but we can yeah, hear we them. Yeah, we can still hear them. Behind multiple doors. <laughs> Jason is talking to Susie, and he takes her as she's trying to strike up conversation. He's like, I just need to sign in. Right. Like, please don't. He, he was rude. He was so rude. It's so unlike Jason. And he just saw this one thing, like, I need this one thing. So I understand why his frustration and like, please just let me sign in. I'm already late. But he was rude, and that's so not like Jason. I know. But did you see once Jason and her got into the gym, his eyes lit up? Yeah. Like the oh, coach was already oh. yelling drills at them, like, you're late. Where were you? And Jason's like, oh, my God. I'm here. I'm, I'm like, back in yeah. it, right? So later that night at a party, he runs into the girl, Susie, from the registration desk. Where are these girls from? Well, she, that's her job. Yeah, but, like, where were the other girls from? This party of people, like, where did they I find these people? Maybe it's the... The team's, teams like friends and girlfriends and something. I think so. Maybe it's yeah. I don't know. Like locals, locals. <laughs> it has to be locals. One knows this person and yeah. etc. So he strikes up a conversation with Susie, and we see him tell his side of the story. Yeah, which we've never heard him actually explain what happened to him. It's heartbreaking to hear it again. Yeah, and plus everyone already knows him what happened to him yeah and he, they're not gonna ask him about it but she, her hearing all that for the first time like no this is like me breaking down what exactly happened to me yeah oh and she says like how do you live life with not blaming and wondering and mm-hmm. he says i do get angry but all i end up knowing is that i can't walk right so all i want is peace so she ends up bringing him to her tattoo parlor i loved this yeah and they're looking through tattoos because she's an artist and ends up picking out Sanskrit, which uh, for peace. So that's what he ends up getting tattooed very cool. on him. Very, very cool. Yeah. I'm I like, look forward to seeing it. Yes. Do we get to see it? We do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do. Lisa says, I feel like something is going to happen between these two. Maybe that is what will end Lila and Jason for good. If so, good for him. I still don't like him and Lila together. Neither do I. And I would much rather see him with Susie. Um, but I hope he doesn't. I don't think he's going to cheat or anything like that. I think maybe down the line, I don't think it's going to happen right away, but maybe like by the finale, maybe in the beginning of next season, if this is who sticks around, then it will be with her. Mm. But I don't like, I think him and Lila, as I've said before, are just gonna, you know, go their separate ways to work on themselves. And Susie's a good catch. Susie Quinlan. Quinlan. Elizabeth from Friends. Elizabeth from Friends. That was going to be my word, was Elizabeth, uh. to totally throw you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't have got that. 
Okay, so that's the end of our summary. The music in this episode, we had Rogue Wave, Ryan Adams, and Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. (laughs) It's a tongue twister. What was your favorite quote? My favorite quote. Of course, my page is not open to the proper one. Now, hands off my tapioca, Matthew. (laughs) Oh, my God. We were going to have sex tonight, and you didn't even clean the bottoms of your feet. I also loved that one. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Coach's Corner. What was your favorite scene? Mrs. Coach. Mrs. This, Coach. This whole episode was a Mrs. Coach episode for me. Yeah. That the one, you know, sex talk scene. I know. It was so great. Her performance was amazing. And I choked up and I felt so much for her. And like talking to her kid, like, you're not hearing me. I need you to hear me because this is like more serious than you're like, that you believe. And I just, and then in the end, she was like, you know what? I'm just just learning like you are that's all we have no control that's it yeah and it's like you want your kid to talk to you i'm assuming i don't have kids and i said this to Liz too. i'm like i feel for her i'm not a mom and she's like well if your cats went out and had sex <laughs> you feel for <laughs> like you are a mom and you you I know. you can understand you still can understand the feeling of your kid yeah like not making a mistake but doing something that's kind of pivotal in someone's life i shouldn't say kind of it is pivotal in someone's life and you're introducing sex to the fir- for the first time to someone so like, you don't want it to just be an equation you have to figure out and you know the hypothesis of whatever it is of the solution and <laughs> and that fine line of i you are very young to have sex but i also want you to tell me if you're having sex right don't hide it from me because I can help. If you have a question, like, yeah. don't be afraid to ask me because mothers and daughters, they, sh- they should talk about these things. You should be able to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your MVP and shittiest? I sure do. All right, let's do MVP. All right. Three, Three two, two, one, Tyra. Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Uh, Tyra was my blue ribbon. Oh, so good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I just said why I loved Tammy, but Tyra was my blue ribbon. I mean, Tyra for for showing up for Tim and trying in the beginning, like noticing like, okay, he's drinking again. Let me try to go to Billy. And then also just being really good to Julie. You don't have to do this. Right. We had votes for Tammy and Matt. Matt, Matt was also a contender as well. I was saying, I'm like, Reagan's he's so hot. (sighs) Well, I find him so hot. Yeah. So same. But Matt, (laughs) You're so sweet. So sweet. So and like, sweet. It's not that you're not hot, no, Matt. No, absolutely. It's just like you're such a good person. Right now, you're, right? Right now. Exactly. We Anything can In happen. this episode, you're a really good dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweet boy. Yeah. You're shittiest. Yeah. Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one, wall. Yeah. We had Buddy as well. As well, well yeah. And I should have picked. He's always. Always. Always shitty. on the shitty but Walt first stealing the camera, lying about it, your poor and kid, and then just walking out on him. Walking out on his son. That's it. That's Goodbye. It. Yeah. See how easy this is. Mm-hmm. This house is so deceiving. It's like my house is so deceiving. It's like the upstairs, but then you come downstairs, you're like there's three rooms down here. You're like wait, what? Every, everyone's been saying this house is like a clown car. It is. It's like you're fitting all of this like from the outside. It does not look like they have a basement this big. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I know. We're pretty excited. Uh, So we don't have any new reviews. We're just going to be honest with you. But wouldn't you like to fill that spot? Wouldn't you like to hear me read it? (laughs) I know. Probably no. I feel like we should add something. Like we do emojis on Gossip Girl. Yeah. Let's try it here. Okay. What are we going to do? So here's how this works. What we used to do on 
and what we do do on Three Gossip Girls, we give, you an, we give you an emoji of the week. <laughs> and then to know that you're listening, you can just send us the emoji in the form of a direct message, in the form of an email, or in the form of an Apple podcast review. You just drop the emoji. Yes, it's worked very successfully for Three Gossip Girls podcast. We'd love to bring it over here. So let's bring it on over here. What should the emoji be for this episode? I want to say it's like something with sex, but also like what's an emoji for sex? Oh my god! You oh know the god. emoji. No one's going to be able to be- find it. No, because <laughs> this is not a visual podcast. There is so okay. So there's an emoji, and it's orange, and I'm pretty sure it's a symbol for like a baby crawling. Oh, I always took it as humping. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so it's orange. That should be the, the emoji <laughs> for the week. That's the emoji for the week. Baby crawling. Um, what else? What, what else? What else? Emoji is. We can what do- about a deer? A deer or like a camera or a camera? Camera could work. Yeah, like lights, camera, action. Or no Love camera because he stole the camera. Right. Talking Texas forever. It's my favorite. Friday Night Lights podcast. There you go. We just Liz just wrote the title mm-hmm. for you. I, write, I already wrote it, so all you have to do is just submit it. Just submit it. Drop the camera in there, and let's see what we do. We want to hear from you. I the, Like I said last week, the listens are going up, which is so cool. Yeah. You found us. We're 17 episodes into this podcast, which is really exciting, and we just want to know who you are. Yeah, right? Not like, crickets. Just hello. Just hello. Are you there? <laughs> anyway. I can't believe we've five episodes five weeks like a little bit over a month left of the podcast mm-hmm. wow well first season guys first like excited. <laughs> i know i feel like this that uh, this season has been very it just flowed yeah it's very well paced it's well even but i'm saying for the podcast oh yeah <laughs> I feel like it's been very well paced like we're just in yeah, the thick of it we're in it yeah it's good mm-hmm. okay let's let's go into a booster of the week yeah let's who do are it. we supported by this week Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week we are supported by an OG, Vivacious Vic. Vic. How can we not give it to Vic? She's the mayor of the Betty's. She, she really. I <laughs> should change her name to Mayor. She is Mayor of the Betty's. That's how I like to think of her. I was going to say the Buddy, but she's not the Buddy. No, 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 no. She's not the Buddy. She's the Mayor of Total Betty, and we just want to say. Thank you so much, Vic. You really have, are always on top of things. You're always in the chat, wishing everyone a well, a happy day, and so sweet. You really are the mayor, and we love you very much. We do. Thank you so much. You're so loyal. You're there. Your biggest support. You're everybody's yeah. friend. She's like everybody's friend. Yeah. And the mayor, and she's exactly. vivacious. Exactly. Thank you, Vic. We really appreciate it. Yes. Okay, Les, are you ready for yes. a look at next game's playbook? 118. Oh, my Lord. That's right. The title is Extended Families. Oh, I like this. Okay. The four words are, actually one's a name. Okay. Bo. Bo. Okay. Pork chop. What? Alive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And change change so bow are we doing b-e-a-u bow as in bow on your head no it is a name i think it's just b-o 
B-O, Bo. Mm-hmm. Bo. Who's Bo? Who is Bo? Oh. Billy? Billy's Bo. Um. <laughs> Billy is Bo because it's the only B name pretty much on the show. Pork chop is another name for someone, or that's just a thing. <laughs> The food pork chop. Okay, so Bo is going to be making the pork chop for his brother Timmy's coming back into the house, or no, he, he's coming back into their, his own house. Pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're having a barbecue. No, because you really wouldn't barbecue pork. I guess you would barbecue pork chops. Um, I don't really eat pork, guys. <laughs> I recently just cooked it Michelle, for my cat. Yeah, Michelle's been actually cooking pork chops. <laughs> Crockpot for, and I don't for eat her it. cat. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Alive and change. Oh my God, alive. Does it mean someone who is dead is not dead and they're alive? Listen, no. It's not it's that not type that of show. Someone's feeling alive. Jason's feeling alive in his position. Hopefully he makes a team, which I know he will. I don't know, but I'm 90%, 99% positive he will make the team. He's alive and and living for this experience. Pork chop. Pork chop. I think Bo. Bo is making the pork chop. And change. Who's going to change? Maybe Lila and Jason. We're going to make a change here. We're not happy. Let's move on from this relationship michelle still last week said oh they're engaged I'm like what well, are they they are <laughs> they're technically still engaged they are confirmed yes yeah yeah well let's make a change and unengage them <laughs> that was it those were really hard words bow pork chop pork chop alive and change i'll give you some other mm-hmm. insight okay we're gonna look into waverly oh nice oh Bo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. I love that that's the way you went with that. Uh, She's uh, making the pork chop. Pork chop. We are. Right? But we're looking and we get more of Waverly. Nice. I'm, I was looking forward to that. And we find out about her, which. Yes. Yes. Can't wait for you to Waverly, see. The Waverlash. Waverlash. I know when I looked that up because a couple of weeks ago I said I'm gonna go, I'm gonna mm-hmm. refresh my memory on her, and I did. I was like, oh yeah, this is what we do with her. It all came back to you. All came back. Okay. And Walt is on the island. Correct. I'm not surprised, but I'm a little surprised because, <laughs> like, it's only season it's one. The daddy, and he's only in <laughs> season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I guess maybe down the line we're going to meet Tim's mom. I'll have to or go not. down that. Or not, maybe. Oh, I have to go down that Yeah, hole. Michelle's like, I don't really remember. <laughs> It'll come back. Yeah, it, it will. will come back. Yeah. Okay, so before we end tonight, we do have Will's Football yes. Poetry Corner. Reading the coverage. Mm-hmm. The QB reads the coverage before the snap to read what alignment the defense is in and during the play to see where they can throw the ball. Matt heads to the store for a little coverage. Meanwhile, Lila is reading Buddy's sudden show of love with skepticism. Tyra is reading Tim's drinking as a sign he has started to spiral again. And Coach Taylor is reading Julie's absence as part of her plan to have sex with his QB1. Yep. Very good. Reading the coverage. Thank you. Well, well. 
so appreciated. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for listening, for downloading, for tuning yes. in, for leaving us the reviews. Thank you, Bettys. You're the best Patreon the best. family ever. We'll be back next week. Where's my title for season one, episode 18, Extended Families. Extended Families. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. I've just put the title now together. I was just focusing on the four words, but. Do you want to make a last Extended prediction? Families. Prediction. Well, I prediction. Extended, like that's your friends, right? Your extended family? Or no, it's not. It's like cousins, brother, like cousins and uncles and aunts and things. Okay, I'm here for it. Here we go next week, episode 18. Okay, sayonara. <laughs> oh my, my poor ears. Keeping that in. My poor ears. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. Hold up. 